This podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Please stay tuned for more information on this amazing company later in the episode. This is one of the rare conversations that left me absolutely speechless and also left all of the people sitting in the room speechless. Rand Nooner gave us a very, very honest appraisal of how he lost over nine figures in a matter of days on Luna, how he recovered from that and has been reinvigorated and re-inspired to build back even bigger. This is an inspirational conversation that you cannot miss. All righty, what are we talking about? Just, just I don't know. Uh, what do you want to talk about? What if, wh- when is it coming I out? Thought you, I thought you were hosting me. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, when is this actually coming out? Just some, some, sometime in the next few months, so we don't we, we, we don't talk about you know Bitcoin price. So I was about or, to say, so we should uh, keep it much more broad. Yeah, than... I know what I want to talk to you about. All right, cool. Yeah, this, is what, this is what I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Building a media company in this very niche industry Amazing. with incredible Amazing. levels of nuance. So, and so do me a favor. Let's do it, but dig in. Like, don't be scared. Like, dig into the fad, dig into the hate, dig into the... Like, let rip, bro. If you're going to do it, let's do it. Okay, well, first of all, you had the first television show probably in the world... Yeah. A mainstream media that was crypto-specific on CNBC in yeah. South Africa, correct? So you, you saw the light somewhere along the, the line that this is what you wanted to do. No, absolutely not. I, it didn't actually work like that at all. So history, long story short, I built uh, an advertising and media business. It was the biggest advertising and media business in, on, the whole Af- on the whole African continent. I had 1,551 people work for me the day I sold it. I remember because I had to get a staff manifest. <laughs> Uh, we had 79 offices across the African continent, which I know to someone in the States sounds like, oh, you had 79 offices. But that's in the States where there's roads and streets and planes. In Africa, like, some of the offices you can't even get to. So we had a very big linear business. And one day I decided that I don't want to work in a linear business anymore. And I sold the business. And then I discovered blockchain and crypto. And I went down this rabbit hole of exponential thinking and blockchain and crypto and networks. And in 2015, 2016, which is when this was happening, there was no information at all about crypto. So like now it's like you have a whole lot of YouTubers and you have written um, channels. But in those days, there was nothing. Like Coindesk had, had something and there was Bitcoin magazine, which was something. But if you wanted live information, it just didn't exist. And so to be honest, I wasn't even thinking of doing a show. I just went to meet a friend of mine at CNBC. We spoke about something completely different. I tried to get him onto YPO, which, of which I'm a member. And he said, what are you doing? And I said, look, I'm exploring this thing called blockchain. And I showed it to him. He's like, yeah, you, I like Bitcoin and I know about Bitcoin. And he says, you know, you should go and talk to people at CNBC. He's a director of CNBC. He says, go and talk to people at CNBC. And maybe they'll be interested in it. So like, at this point, I've never done TV. I'm not even thinking TV. So I go to CNBC. I explain Bitcoin and blockchain to the production manager, who's a lovely lady. And she says to me, this is, you know, everybody has that, like, that moment when the penny drops. And I could just see that like, when she got it, I drew it for her. When she got it, her eyes lit up and she said, we have to have a show about this. I was like, cool guys, have a show. That's amazing. Yeah, enjoy. She said, enjoy, yeah, just phone me if you need anything. And then she said, no, 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 you're doing the show. And I was like, um, Okay, but I don't do TV. I said, you know, cool, let's try it. She said, I said, cool, let's try to do a three-minute show on Power Lunch or on whatever. Let's just do a three-minute Bitcoin segment. She goes, no, no, no. This is a weekly show. 
It's 30 to 60 minutes and it's live. And I was like, hold on a second. I've never done TV before. You want me to do live TV? So I said, okay, we can do it, but not live. And we negotiated and we said, okay, let's try. So long story short, um, CNBC's got a lot of great production staff, but none of them know anything about crypto. Zero. Zero. So we have this like dry run the first week and the show is it's an absolute, absolute mess. It's, it's, an, it's an absolute mess. And then the next week I said, you know what? I've got an idea. And I said, I phoned all, anyone that I knew in blockchain and crypto. I phoned Brock Pierce and I phoned Spencer Bogart and a whole lot of other people that I'd met at conferences, people who were my friends. And I said, at five o'clock or 10 o'clock on this day, I'm going to phone you via Zoom. Answer the phone and we're going to speak about crypto. You're going to be live on CNBC. And we started the first CNBC crypto show. Now, I'll give you some of the footage just so that you can show it. I uh, remember which, watching it. Yeah, and yeah. it was the worst. I, I, first of all, I was so bad. I was so bad. I was, like, I was like trying to read this teleprompter and it was like you could see my face moving. I was really bad. But So we did that and we posted the show online. And my wife actually called me the next morning. and We posted online. I was oblivious to YouTube. You know, we just done a show on TV. CNBC's TV is not online. And we were in Africa. It's, like, it's not CNBC USA. It's CNBC on the continent of Africa. My wife phoned me the next morning. That was a th and she said to me, did you advertise a YouTube show? Because my wife was in social media at the time. I said, I didn't even know it was on YouTube. I didn't even know they posted the shit on YouTube. She said, you should go look at the views. I was like, okay. And I don't remember the number of views, but it was like 25,000, which was like, that was big. And my wife said to me, she said, you know what? You actually may be onto something here. And then newspapers started to phone me and PR companies started to phone me and started to pitch me interviews. And I was like, wow, hold on. And then we realized that we actually started the world's first and only televised crypto show. And we ran that show for, from 2017 until lockdown. And it was amazing. It was the world's only televised crypto show. Up until today, there isn't a televised crypto show in the world. And I mean, it's something that I'm very, very, very proud of. But we can talk maybe about some of the problems that I had when I was at CNBC. Um, I so, recall, go ahead. So first of all, I want to say I love CNBC. It's, it's, they have a, it, they're a great bunch of people and they have a great business and it's an international business. But as a crypto person, I had three fundamental problems with CNBC. The first thing about CNBC is crypto people love the fact that CNBC is talking about crypto. But they will never do what CNBC says. And in fact, if they're going to do anything, they're going to do the opposite. opposite. So they don't trust... There's no trust on, on CNBC's um, uh, coverage of crypto. Second thing about CNBC is it's probably the same as all media. You're encouraged to not have an opinion. You're encouraged to, to be a puppet who asks the right questions and reads off scripts. And I, look, I'm not a trained journalist, and I definitely have an opinion. And anyone, anyone that knows me will tell you that when I have an opinion, I'm always the first to voice the opinion. Like, I'm... <laughs> no holds barred, what you see is what you yeah, get. Yeah, of course. Um, and the third thing is that I felt that CNBC was very much like an old kind of media. And the old, when I say old kind of media, it was always in a studio, people wearing suits and ties. It's kind of like an unspoken rule that you're either wearing a jacket and a collared shirt or you're wearing a tie. And then I'm like, crypto people don't want that. They want you to be who you are. And so it didn't work for me. And then the other things like, and I, and I get it. CNBC is very scared of scams. And there are tons and when I was on CNBC, there were thousands of scams purporting that CNBC is starting a fund and, and stuff like that. And please invest. And people lost a lot of money. Um, they don't really 
at the time, they didn't really like us having Telegram groups. The word community didn't really work very well. And so when lockdown happened, we took the show off air because the notion of doing a show in a three-bedroom apartment in New York with three kids while you're locked down <laughs> and a webcam just didn't feel right at the time. Now it's like, now you can do a show from anywhere. But, I was say, but now you can do that. Yeah, but, but at the time, it's just like, you know, I used, to, I used to go to studios and get makeup done, and, and now it's like three kids running around and, and you know, facing the bed. Or do I face the fireplace? Or where, where exactly do I face? So, th so we stopped the show. And we were in the middle of a bear market. And I just thought, let me just try something. I wanted to start a 24-7, 365 live crypto streaming radio. It was supposed to be radio. And the reason why I did it was because I... I found a need, and the need was a very simple need. The need was 24-7, 365, things are happening in the crypto market. But where do I go if I want to understand what's happening in less than 20 minutes? Now, in the traditional world, no problem. Switch on Bloomberg, switch on CNBC, put on CNN. You, you, within 20 minutes, you got your fix. You know exactly what's going on in the markets, right? Crypto world, that doesn't exist. If I said to you, Scott, right now, this minute, where do you go? You want to know what's happening in the crypto markets right now. Where do you go? Uh, I mean, I go to Twitter. Okay, Twitter, but you got a million you, people. You got a million, but you have to already have that network built on Twitter. So you have to know exactly who to you follow. Have to have a if you're an average person, there's literally nowhere to go. Ninety percent of Twitter is a shit show and 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 bad. Correct. So so Twitter's out. Okay, you you, you could go to Telegram, but I don't know about you, but if you ever try to swim in Telegram groups, oh my gosh, ninety nine percent scams. I don't even open sure. my Telegram because I'm scared it will explode. So yeah. I'm just I don't, I don't I don't open my Telegram. So the question is. The man on the street who wants to switch on something 24-7, 365, he has three options. Twitter, Telegram, or he can go to YouTube. Problem with YouTube is that YouTube, 95% of channels are paid. So people either invest with strings attached. So invest with strings attached. I will let you invest in my project if you show my token on your platform. Or um, they, they have paid token reviews. Now, the problem with that is that the minute that someone gets paid to shill, you never know what, what, whether what he's talking about is true or whether he's actually paid to shill. So you never know. You never know that. And so the problem is that you've got nowhere where you can get live streaming 24-7 credible crypto content. It just doesn't exist. And crypto people want their hands to be held and to be guided through this maze. They don't want CNBC-type journalism where... People just ask the right questions. They actually want to be... So I thought, look, let me just go and be myself and just tell people what I do and tell people how I do it. And it, the reason why I did it was because it forced me to focus on the news every single day. So I've got terrible ADD. So it means I can't, we that. We can't, I can't, I can't focus for long periods of time, as you well know. Um, and I need quick information. And I need someone to keep me focused. And what keeps me focused is I know that every day at 10 a.m. EST, I've got a show. And I know that on that show, I've got to deliver the best, best, best information. And for me to do that means I've got to be reading and sifting through tons and tons and tons of information. As I mentioned to you, before I do my show every single day, I've listened to eight hours of podcasts, eight hours of news, podcasts. I know exactly what's happening. And it's very hard to floor me around what's happening. I've got a full research team behind me, 60 people in an organization that feed me research every single day. And so... What we're building, we're building live, 24-7, 365, credible crypto streaming. And the objective is that we want to be the one place where you can switch on the, you can switch it on 
and you know that within 20 minutes, no matter what time of day or night, you will have a credible view on the crypto markets. And when shit's going down, we'll cover that for you live. When there's an interest rate decision, we're always live. When, there's, when Powell's speaking, we do a live broadcast, you watch it with our community. Interesting stat. Powell was speaking about interest rates one or two cycles ago, and there, were, there was a, a stream, the, the actual Powell stream, the, the, you know, the one that... Yeah. And they had like, I don't know, like 14,000 people watching it live. And we streamed their stream on CryptoBanter, and we had 19,000 people watching us live. So we had more people than Powell stream sitting and watching our stream, and all I was doing was just watching and occasionally commenting. And we just had this, like, a great viewing party. And so that's what we want to build. We want to build a live, credible, 24-7, 365 crypto streaming platform, um, which is completely authentic. We are who we are. We tell you exactly what we trade, like it or not. We, we have... Like, do we tell people if we think it's irresponsible? Like, there's sometimes, I, I'm an irresponsible guy. I, I like risk. I'm irresponsible. Like, I, I do some things that are irresponsible. I invest maybe sometimes too much in small caps, or maybe sometimes... I came on your show, and you told me you were all in Luna a couple months ago, and I, and was, I was like, and not and I was. Luna, I was like, that's nuts. And I was, and I blew... I, <laughs> I, was, I was, and I blew myself up. I, I, I was, I blew myself... I blew 50% of my portfolio up as a result of that stupidity which you warned me against, right? But that's the whole thing about banter. Banter is a reality show. It's a crypto reality show. And through being authentic and who we are and telling, telling everybody too much and giving everybody our life stories and showing how my, my partner Sheldon came from being a carpenter to being a success story and how we, we found a gamer called Hustle and he's now got his own show and, and we, we're building this amazing community. We've built a community all around the world, which is one of the biggest and statistically the most loyal community, crypto community in the world. And we run this crypto reality show, which is it's not 24-7 yet. It's about five hours a day now. But we're heading towards 24-7 now. Um, and when the market needs it, we'll, we have the systems and processes. Yeah. To, we can go to 24-7 tomorrow. Right. Have, I mean, every, Sheldon will show up for five hours at a time. Sheldon trades for five hours at a time. <laughs> Sheldon's in that case, but he'll yeah. trade for five hours at a time. So, so that's what we're building. That's why we're building it. That's the backstory of pretty much how we got here. So, And I'll go, obviously, and watch your streams, and the numbers for crypto are astounding. Like you said, 15,000 people watching at a time, 20,000 people. It's crazy. And frankly, now, I was shocked recently when I saw how much uh, viewership Fox and CNN have. It's only a few hundred thousand people We're very a close. day. So it's actually very close to you becoming a mainstream media. But how do we now go from... 15,000 to 150,000 people, right? Uh, people watch guys play video games live, millions of people at a time. So I think you hit the nail on the head there. What we found is that we've got a mixed reality show, r real reality show, unscripted, unprepared, with crypto content. And so what we, what we recently piloted, which was really successful, was Sheldon. Sheldon trades a lot. Sheldon is a trader. That's what he does. He trades a lot. And we had an idea to just switch the cameras on. So just don't do anything different. Just switch the cameras on. So what Sheldon does is he hosts a call. Not a call. Like a, he wants to trade. So he jumps onto Zoom with another friend of his that's trading. He says, look, I'm about to trade. Do you want to, do you want to chat? And so they're both trading and they both chat. And then the, the third and the fourth and the fifth. And sometimes those call, calls have up to 10 people. And they're all trading the same things or maybe slightly different things. But they're trading them on like 15-minute charts. Like stupid stuff. Really trading. Uh, and, yeah. on, and on leverage. Like yeah. 10x leverage, 15-minute charts. Stop loss within one and a half percent of entry point, like that kind of shit. 
And we had an idea, just, just switch on the camera and just, just you know, don't talk to the audience, don't explain what you're doing. Just be who you guys are. That's, that's like unboxing videos and people playing video games and people watching yeah. them. It's really but the, 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 the difference with, with those things is that they're done with an audience in mind. So when, they, when you unbox, you're like, you show, yeah. this is like, ignore the fucking camera. And we saw we had 15,000 people watching that live and they, sta they stayed on for five hours and no one logged off. No one logged off for five hours. And it was so addictive, but I was, I was watching this. I got onto a plane to, I got onto a plane, I lost internet. And the minute I landed, the first thing I wanted to do was like, who's in the trade, who's not in? Because they kept missing trades because you know, one guy gets filled, another guy doesn't get filled because he's behind him. And it, there's a lot of excitement in it. So we're bringing this absolute authenticity and, and we are, listen, everyone's like, how, how dare you trade leverage in front of people? I was going to say, it doesn't come without risk and criticism, right? Because we prefer to be authentic. And if we're doing it, then you should know about it. And yes, we'll warn you that leverage is dangerous, but we're not doing this for the cameras. Seriously, we're not doing this for the cameras. We're doing this because this is who we are. So like people say to me on my show, like, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to say that? I'm like, that's me. I'm being authentic. Like people say to me, deny your lunar losses. Don't tell the community how much money you lost on Luna. I was like, no, but that's not authentic. The community must know why I'm down. The community must know that I was irresponsible and I got whacked. The community must know that I'm resilient enough and I'm standing up and I'm fighting back with, with more vigor than I've ever had in my life. And, that's, and that becomes a bit of an inspiration to people because that's the days of our lives. And that's what I did. It's not a scripted show. It is what it is. End of story. And the one thing that we've realized, you know this, there's no better truth checkers in the world than crypto Twitter. Because if you sneeze the wrong way, they will find they will find it. They will find it. If you sneeze the wrong way six years ago, they will find it. They will it. find it. And so the problem with being unauthentic, inauthentic, I'm not sure what the right word is, but the problem with not being authentic is that they will catch you out. And so the, we think that the best approach is just live your life and switch the camera on. And just be who you are and stop worrying about how the audience perceive it. And if they like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. And that's truly how I feel about the station. We are DJs. We sometimes do irresponsible things. Um, and if you like it, great. And if you don't like it, well, tough luck. Don't watch. Watch another station. You, you're not for us. The reason why I bring it up is because so I know that you had a bit of a hard time. And one of the things that you did was not, decided not to do small cap alts anymore. You know, we thought of doing the same thing. We thought, like, you know, maybe the responsible strategy is not to do small cap alts. But no, fuck it. If you can't handle what we do, I, I have fun trading small cap alts in the bull market. In the bear yeah. market, I don't have fun. In, in the bull market, I love trading small cap alts. I do too, by the way. I just don't talk about it. Well, that, that, well you see, that, I don't want to think about it. I am who I am. I'm an open book. That's it. And so I don't want to change my approach. I would rather just change my audience. And say, you know, if you don't want to watch small cap alts, if you're a Bitcoin maxi, don't watch. And if you want to watch this to torture yourself, that's also cool. But we are who we are. It's authentic. It's honest and it's authentic. It's unscripted. We open up. We show people our lives. We give our lives to people. We come in on weekends. We stream on weekends, etc. That is who we are. And if you're part of that, great. And if you're not part of that, cool. That's also cool. There's, you know, nature, there's space for bees and for wasps. It's, you know, it's... 
Yeah, you decide. I find it's interesting, and I think we all go through these sort of struggles. You less, obviously, because I think you just know what you are and what you want to do of a what's appropriate to share, what's not appropriate, or what will be palatable or not palatable. Like, do you ever think, okay, we talk about going from 15,000 people to 150,000. There's probably not 150,000 people that want to want to watch a guy trade live. So the, does that mean you have to start thinking about the content that will appeal to no. grandma somewhere no. who's going to eventually be into crypto? We are who we are. I want to tell you guys about an amazing product that I literally use every single day. Athletic Greens sent me some AG1 to test out, and I absolutely am hooked. I started taking it every single morning, and if you're like me and you need energy to, I don't know, write a newsletter, hit Twitter, look at some charts, chase your kids around, hit the gym, and you're just not getting that boost in the morning, this product is perfect for you. It has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's basically like having nine products in one. I guarantee if you guys try AG1, it is going to absolutely change your lives. You will become more awesome. And who does not like becoming more awesome? Now, to make this easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Melker. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Melker to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we switch the cameras on. And if it doesn't work for you, cool. And if it doesn't get the views, also cool. We're not doing this really for the, there's no money in YouTube. Like, there's no money in YouTube. You know this, you know the checks that you get. You know the checks that you get every month from YouTube. We do it for fun. Now I do it also because we've built an amazing community and I feel a, I feel a servant leader responsibility to the community. I kind of feel that I've built a bunch of a community of a bunch of DJs worldwide. Everywhere I go, I mean, when I was on the plane here, the the the, the air stewards all recognized me. When I went to when I went through the customs at uh, Newark, um, the guy was smiling and he you know, stamped my passport. He asked me a whole lot of questions. I thought, shit, what have I done? And as soon as he, and, and then as soon as he gave me the passport back, he said to me, just one question. I said to him, what? He said, I'm still holding Litecoin. What do you think? I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, let me tell you what I think about Litecoin. And so it's like, I pretty much realized that, you know, I got into a, t a cab in London the other day and, you know, the cab driver didn't really speak. And it's funny, like, the guy said to me, you ran Nuna, right? And I was like, yeah, he says, cool. He says, I used to watch your show. Used to. Yeah. And so I said, well, tell me, why don't you watch anymore? And he, like, he ripped me apart. And I was like, I, I can't actually thank you enough for telling me what you just told me. Like, what did I, he say? He ripped me apart. He said he got he got carried out. He, he he we weren't clear enough in terms of some low caps about how risky it was. And he got in at the top, and he, we didn't tell him that he shouldn't be buying the pump. We did. In most of the cases, we did. He just didn't listen. Uh, and and also that's the well that's the thing. Yeah. You tweet one thing, you tweet another thing. They see one of the tweets. They don't see one of the other tweets, and it means uh, you never did it, right? I've come to a point now where I'm tired of. I walked on eggshells, and to be honest, like I saw you you were attacked. And when you were attacked, I saw the attack that happened to you. And I don't know if you remember, but I defended you. Yes, was, uh, we, every time. We, we, weren't even, we weren't even like real friends. And I, I, I remember. I just saw, because I know how hard you work, and I know, I know how hard you work, and I know how unnecessarily you were attacked, and I also know how the mob of Twitter works. And so I jumped in and I protected you. But I also watched. So I was watching what worked and what didn't. And I don't, I don't even know if you remember this, but 
you did some, you said something to me in one sentence, and that one sentence saved me a lot. When I met you at, at Bitcoin 2021, I met you Miami. and Emmy at, at backstage. I don't know if you remember. Of course. Um, I, I, we spoke about the attack that happened to you, and I said to you, "It was very fresh." Yeah, and I, and I said to you, "You said to me you lost a couple of pounds," and you, you, I said to you, "So what happened?" You said, "I went live on a Twitter Spaces on a channel," and you said to me, and then you said people just let it all out, and then it was just back to business, right? Yeah. And I, I don't know, to you that was you were just telling me the story, but to me, we got attacked, and immediately the switch that went off in my head was. Okay, what you need to do is you need to go live. You need to let them throw throw everything at you, and then it'll be clean. And so that's exactly what I did. We were attacked on the Friday, on the Sunday night I went live, and then Monday morning it was back to business as usual. And so like, these are the the things that 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 you go through. You know this as a content yeah. creator. It's 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 the hardest thing in the world. What I find extremely extremely demotivating, almost sometimes to the point. To breakpoint, I was—I've been very close to breakpoint a couple of times. Um, we do things in good faith. Yes, we are running a business. Yes, as a business, we have bills to pay, and constantly, I think we have the highest level of ethics in the industry. Okay. We up until a long time ago, we, we never had one sponsor. Now we have sponsors, but we we insist that they are highlighted in red. Yeah, like it's very—it's very red. Clear. It's not even like green. It's fucking flashing red station sponsor. We don't do paid token reviews. We never accept money for paid tweets. We never accept money for mentions in articles. We never accept money for mentions. We don't accept money for exposure unless you're a station sponsor. And then what you're buying is you're buying a logo on the screen and maybe the opportunity to give a special offer. But that's clearly disclosed. Right. We're one of the only guys that have never accepted. We never accept investment in return for... Um, for a shill. So in other words, we will let you invest in a round that is closed um, if you shill. We don't do that shit. We're not those people. We, we actually, to the point where now we actually even give every project a document that says, look, you've allowed us to invest and you know that we probably won't talk about your thing and that there's no link between the channel and the fund and, and et cetera. We give them a document to sign. So it's not unclear because otherwise it can be unclear. So we give everything. We overshare information. I overshare the size of my positions. I overshare how I'm feeling. I work like a dog. And I work like a dog with the responsibility of the community on my shoulders. Like I know when I enter a trade, I know that I'm not entering on my own. I know that I'm entering with with a lot of people. Which is a monumental. Mon and, and sometimes trades go wrong because even the best traders go wrong. Luna, went, of the time. Luna went wrong. Yeah. Luna went very wrong. And just think about Luna. I lost more money on Luna than anyone I ever know has ever lost in a day, personally, okay? Over nine figures, huge numbers. And so one is, don't know how you would feel if you lost nine figures in a day and lost 50% of your portfolio in a day and you were helpless, nothing you could do about it, it was all staked. There's a 21-day unstaked. You couldn't period. even get it out. Couldn't right? couldn't well, now in hindsight, what I could have done was I could have gone to FTX Perpetual and I could have shorted Luna on the perpetual. Hedged, but uh, the, oh my God, but yeah. Uh, well, at the time. Size. <laughs> size. Yeah. I probably couldn't have done it, but yeah. so I could have done So got, I mean, the feeling that I had with Luna was, it's the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. It was, I mean, I never thought about suicide, but I, I, at that point I could understand why some people commit suicide. It's the biggest failure 
got home, morbid, couldn't think. I, I, I can't imagine that's what it feels like to lose a loved one. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, it was a, a lot of money. It was, it's not only that you lose money, because money comes and money goes, but it's the ability, it's the plans that you had with that money, the confidence that you had because you had the money, the, the expansion plans because you always knew you had the backstop. Now you don't have it anymore. The story ends very well, though. So I lost it. I lost it over two days. Day one, I lost half. Day two, I lost... I talked to you on the phone, and you said, I lost $70 million since I it, talked to it you It was last. even more, yeah. It was, it yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, and that was... That I don't was, want to talk about like, numbers, but, yeah. but it, 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 let's just say it was, it was nine figures. <laughs> and also, when I lost it, I didn't actually realize that I also lost my UST, and I also lost my ecosystem development, because at the time, I was so focused on Luna that I didn't actually look at, like, Astroport, um, the DEXs, the Metaverses. I didn't look at that shit. And then, the, you know, we have a weekly, we have a daily call. And on the daily call, the guy said, look, this is the portfolio today. And I was like, what the fuck happened here? Like, Bitcoin's down because Luna smashed Bitcoin. Uh, Luna's gone. Uh, your UST is now worth nine cents in the dollar. You know, and all my dry powder was on Anchor. Because it was safe. It was risk-free 20%. It was risk-free. Of course. It's totally no risk. So, yeah. So I realized how much money I've lost. And you have zero motivation. At that point, like... Like, that's more money than I've ever made in my life and more money than most people will ever make in their lives or ever see in their lives. And that was the, my, the, the money I was planning on giving to my kids and that was the money that I was planning on family holidays for the rest of our lives. And I know how. It's just gone. It's just gone. It's just gone. And so, and the whole office saw this. So, you know, you now have a team of 60 people who are completely demotivated because the, the, the leader is, is with, I mean... It was a big knock. It was as simple as that. My, I mean, my my assistant, who's who's very close to me, she's new, but she's very close to me. And she, like, I remember looking at her and thinking to myself, she's probably going to want to leave because she wants to work for me because I've just lost everything. And then what happened was I had a probably a two or three day pity party. That took me into the weekend. The weekend I switched off my phone completely. I didn't look at crypto Twitter once. I didn't look at um, Oh, so just, just to go one step backward, made it a million times worse. Just think of all that falling onto your shoulders. And then you go into crypto Twitter. You got attacked right when that happened. And then you get attacked. Crypto, you know, at one point I thought to myself, let me go look in the mirror and just make sure that I'm not Do Kwan. Because people are blaming this whole collapse on me. Like people are blaming Crypto Man Ran, you showed it to me. There were tweets going around going, who got you into Luna? And then... I mean, I know I got a lot of people into Luna because I really believed in it because I was in it. That's part of the authenticity. And so what you get is you get, it's the worst day of your life regardless. And to the point where I thought, I remember th sitting thinking, at what point does your body actually collapse? Like at what point of heartache and pain and pressure and stress does your body actually shut? I remember thinking, like, is this actually going to happen? Is my body going to shut down? Because... I don't know how much more you can take. And then you switch on Twitter, and then there's an attack. And it's not one attack, it's millions of attacks. And then it's, I'm, I did, I made a stupid tweet. When I saw Luna DPEG and Luna went down to $10, I thought, I'd post a tweet and I said, look, Luna's either, I don't remember exactly how the tweet went, but it's either Luna's going to zero, or this is the cheapest you're ever going to be able to buy it. And that tweet now went, because 10 minutes later, and Luna went to one. you responsible guy who was shilling the and then it was, And then it was, you know, everybody, that's everybody took the tweet. And then at that point, I, I guess you, I got to my, it wasn't a very low point, but it was the lowest point. 
I switched off my phone for a weekend and I spent time with the family and I just didn't want to read Twitter and I didn't want to know about prices and I just, and then the most incredible thing happened to me. I got back to work on Monday. I'd had my pity party. I picked up the pieces and then I started to, I got this, I don't know if it's hormonal or something, but I got this hunger that I haven't had since I was 18 years old. And the hunger is, I started to see my own ability and my own wealth as a chart. And I said, okay, so what I did was I hit a higher high, and then I, I went down, but I, it, was a, it was a higher low. So I was still at a higher low. I still, I still, even after that, I still had more money than in the beginning of the, of the bull market. So like I'm still, and I just thought, my next point obviously is a higher high. And I thought, okay, so I got into this laser focus. It's almost like something took over inside, my, inside me and said, it was, not, it was not conscious. It was not, consciously, I tapped out. Consciously, I was like, look, I'm going to work. I don't need to, I'll work. I've got enough money, I'll work. But I don't actually feel like working. I don't, I don't feel like rebuilding. I've built businesses before. I don't care about building businesses again. Something inside me took over and basically I became laser focused on the business. And what I realized was that I was making so much money on investments that I wasn't nurturing the business. Because it's like, if you're making $10 million on investments and you're making $1 million in the business. It seems like it's nothing. It's like uh, the business is fine and the money is actually there. Anyway, so that now collapsed. I mean, I, mean, I still have a, a reasonable size crypto profile. I'm not at zero. I never, lucky I didn't get to zero. But I then started to be laser focused on the business. And then something incredible happened. First of all, the business is like 10x in a bear market because now it's out of necessity and out of hunger. And not only is it hunger, but it's the biggest hunger that I've ever had since I was 18 years old. And I've done some amazing shit in my life. And this is the most hunger that I've ever had. When that happened, the staff became absolutely motivated about being part of this business. And I had staff that actually resigned. And they wrote me mails and said, look, we actually, we retract, we want to stay. And the momentum of the business completely started to... You're talking about... You're not talking about a matter of weeks. You're talking about like two weeks and, and, and everything turns. And now I'm operating, A, with a hunger that I haven't operated in my life, with the clarity that I haven't operated, with a motivated team that I haven't seen in, 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 in years and years and years, and with results that are growing exponentially every single day in a bear market. And I just realized that I reckon that in two months, if we keep this momentum, I would have built more value in our business than the money that I lost on Luna. And so like you want to talk about a, a silver lining is that I think that actually what happened, it's not a good thing, but I actually think that like there's, there's if I could go back and you said to me, look, the outcome is going to be either X or Y. You're either going to have a huge lunar bag, but you're going to have that business, or you're going to have that business and no lunar bag. And you took me to the end point and it eliminated all the emotions. I think I would have taken this option. I think I would have taken this option. Like, you know, we now read a call this morning where the guy, one of the, one of the financial guys said, he said, you know, I actually think that the business has grown in value by X, Y, Z. In, I'll, give, I'll give you one example just because you know, you know this. 
in, in this hype and momentum, we, we launched, someone said, our sponsorship guy ran out of things to sell. Because he just he got, he got so good that he ran out of shit to sell. He said, look guys, we, I've, I'm running out of shit to sell. Why don't you start a newsletter for me? I was like, okay, well, who wants to write a newsletter? Okay, Kyle, you like charts, you write the newsletter. So we wrote a newsletter. The newsletter is very simple. It's five, five trades every single day, but it's gotta be trades. So don't, don't, we don't want, we don't want waffle waffle. Hmm. Five trades. No bullshit, five trades. So we launched it, it's five trades every single day. Um, within a week, it's got 30,000 subscribers. So we called. Okay, now, you know what, a, what the value is of a newsletter that has 30,000 subscribers in that a week. It took me years to accomplish. Took, it took us a week. We on 30,000 subscribers, one week, 30,000 subscribers. The best thing is, the guys gave me like the open rate, and like the open rate is like one third. Like one third of the people that get the thing actually open the newsletter. Like, it's very high. I was like, whoa. Now, where am I having more fun? Building this monster business, which is it's effectively the best ride I've ever had in my life, or building a bag of, of Luna? I would have liked to have both, but <laughs> to be honest, I'm going there. I absolutely love it, and it's inspiring because I think that you could have gone down a very different path. And I can tell you that uh, nobody knows that there's people watching when we uh, film this. You know, we've got a crew here, but everybody was usually is checking their phones and looking elsewhere, but in this case, everybody was riveted and <laughs> listening to the story. So I think it's a testament to how incredible that is. And I know that those are fresh wounds. Yeah, it's, it's also... It's... This isn't like something that happened 10 years ago, so... And you know what, I think it's... Um... I think everybody's gonna take losses in their lives. And I thought, I got to a point where I didn't really care about taking losses. I made money before and I had money and it's like, the rest is just fun. The rest is you're playing with the casino's money. Really, it's like going to the casino playing with the casino's money. But when I took a big loss, I took, I took a massive loss, it's huge. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are inspired by the way that I handled it. And I've got a lot of people that said, look, Ryan, we, we all lost money. Are people walking to me here in the street? Yeah. We all lost money on Luna, but we're in this together and you're bringing us back. You're, you're taking us back. You're carrying us back. You're helping us. And so, yeah, going back to it, I now feel like I'm a servant leader to the community. I certainly don't own the community because the community is way bigger than me. There's meetups, there's banter meetups that happen all over the world and banter fam and, like, you know, People have sent me plans to build a banter house. I, 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 and this is not, we don't touch any of us. We, we, you want to do it, you guys do it. But I think that they look up to, to what, what I've done and how I've handled it. And I think it's inspired a lot of people. And that's it's a great lesson for me. I learned it. I took the, I, we're talking a month ago. A month ago, I took the biggest knock in my life. I can tell you today, I'm the happiest man out there. Like, I, I am so motivated. I can't tell you, bro. This new energy, which I didn't have, and it's so much fun having this energy. It's like I want to work harder, and I want to like I want to meet more people, and I want to go to more conferences, and I want to I want to build new shows, and it's, I just want to do more and more and more. And I wouldn't have had that if I if I if I just kept making passive money. But weird. Absolutely love it. Well, thank you, man, for sharing that story. I I watched the show, but I never heard you sort of uh, express it in this manner. So yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you for doing the that here bro. and. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we'll see those uh, nine figures uh, returning yeah. rapidly uh, on the next one. <laughs> I, must say, I must say, as I've said to you, as I said to you a million times before, um, I love your channel. I'm a, I'm a big viewer of the channel. 
Like I really, I watch it. I think your long, your long form stuff is absolutely, absolutely insane. And I know that sometimes it does get a bit demotivating with all the attacks and all the limitations that you have to put in yourself, but don't let them get to you because that's, I think the service and the value that you're adding. I think you went through a point where, I don't know what it was, maybe it was also when you got attacked where you upped your game. Like something happened where you were doing something, 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 and then you, went, you did that. I think you started to get bigger guests on your show. You started asking them more deeper questions. To be frank, I was on the uh, verge of quitting. Yeah. Same. Yeah, and then I, I was think the verge that it kind of wasn't worth it, and then I said, actually, if I'm going to do it, we're going to go a lot bigger. I went the other way. And I mean, I must say it worked. You started getting people like SPF on your show. You started getting real big interviews. That might have something to do with my. Yeah, you got a great team, producer. Around. You got a great. <laughs> team but I'm saying, I'm saying, listen. You want, first of all, don't stop. Second of all, I know sometimes it doesn't reflect in the immediate numbers and the immediate gratitude. And but I can tell you that the value that you bring is ten out of ten. Appreciate it. Thank you, Thank man. you brother. Next time uh, we're gonna eat less barbecue, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do that now. Spotify just added ratings, so please go ahead and click that five star. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>